I hope it's challenged you in some way about what is the lasting legacy that you would leave. Because we all have that opportunity. We all have you know, years on this earth. So we all have an opportunity to leave a legacy. Will it be a legacy of fame? Will it be a legacy of fortune? Will it be a legacy of material inheritance? Or will it be a legacy of eternal significance? And so we're just going to spend a, a short time thinking about that and I want to take a step back. For to leave a legacy requires a previous step and I think uh, King Solomon who uh, lived many, many years ago and was known as the wisest man in all the world because he asked God for wisdom, has penned some wonderful instructions about the process of leaving a legacy. You see, as you've seen by what the guys have done today, we're under attack. You may not see the guns and mortar outside. You may not see bombs raining down from the sky, but we are all, and especially men, we're under attack. um, And we're under attack in passions of the heart. The heart is consistently under siege. We are consistently bombarded with Messages from the popular press, from messages through our workplace, from our places of education, from our schools. We're bombarded with half-truths. We're bombarded with deceptions about what is important. But you know the wonderful thing about the Bible that cuts through that? It cuts through that. And we can take great comfort from the fact that the answers are found in the living Word of God. There's not a greater example in this world than men stepping up. And I'm sorry I'm going to refer to men because it is a Father's Day service. I'm not discounting our wonderful ladies throughout this congregation. But I would say to our wonderful ladies throughout this congregation, pray for your men. Be on your knees daily for your men. They will have the courage to lead, they have the courage to fulfill their God-given role, God-given purpose in life. But you see, because the heart is under constant attack, firstly we must understand our position before a mighty God. Our position before the creator of the universe is one that is an initial aspect separated. If you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus, your relationship with the creator of the universe is one of separation. The Bible clearly talks about that as we are following our own purposes, our own passions, our own desires. And those things separate us from an eternal aspect and a place of 
magnificence, a place of worship, a place of awe, a place of where sin is forgiven, where we have a right relationship with our Father God through his precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's a historical fact. Jesus came to this earth. He was crucified. The purpose of that crucifixion was so that we could have life. The purpose was that we could trust in the fact that that crucifixion dealt with the sin issue. Dealt with the aspect that we all die. And one day, if we put our faith and trust in Him, in Jesus, the one who's died on our behalf, we have eternal life. You see, that's the heart of the Bible's message. It's the heart, it's a, it's a person, it is Jesus. And he has done this for us. And that's really the presupposition as I, as I read from the words of uh, Proverbs chapter 4. So I read from these words, you, we must understand that to leave a lasting legacy, the first part of the legacy is to have faith and trust in the one who provides a legacy for you. Jesus has provided a legacy for you. Jesus has died on a cross and has freed you from your sin if you place your faith and you believe that. For all who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. That's the promise of the Bible. That's the greatest legacy any of us can have. You've heard the testimonies today. Legacy is not in the, the houses and the pools and the cars and the occupation and the work and the, you name it. That's not where your legacy lies. Your legacy lies beyond this place here on earth. So if you don't know Jesus, that would be my first question to you today. Explore, understand the message of who Jesus is and what he has done for you because there is an eternal legacy that goes on forever. And to be granted this legacy, this legacy is a gift. It's a gift of God's grace. By grace you are saved through faith. The gift of God. Not anything we can do. There's no merit we can do to bring to this transaction. It's purely an act of God's grace. God graciously gave his son so that we might have life and have it to the full. Because you know the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And once we've been involved in this transaction, then there is some responsibility. And that's what Proverbs talks about. And this is what I'm going to spend some more time on this morning. In Proverbs chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, please turn with me there. Because Proverbs 4 is a Actually, the first nine chapters of Proverbs are wonderful. Fathers within this congregation, read these chapters to your kids. There is so much instruction, so much wisdom for life. Read these chapters. At the start of 
chapter 4, we have an interaction where, where uh, Solomon says, Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight, for I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. And then he gives a testimony about his own father. He says, When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he talked me and he said to me, Let your heart hold fast to my words. When I start reading this, I get convicted. I say, okay, how much of a teacher I am to my children? This is the first process. You've got nine chapters of teaching going on and and the ability for the father to want to pass on information to the son or the daughter. Yeah, and I know once kids get to teenagerhood, they don't want to have any of that information. It's okay. Are you still got a heart of being able to teach, being able to pass on the wisdom of life in the context of who God is, his love, his mercy, what Jesus has done in your own life and how that shapes what you do in front of your kids. It's not just a responsibility of father. We have many grandfathers in this place here. Are you taking the time to teach your grandchildren? Those who aren't in fatherhood, are you taking the time to listen? Are you taking time to listen to what is wisdom from God's word in relation to life? So Solomon starts off and he, he gives us this little instruction. He says, look, just like my, my father taught me, I'm teaching you. Keep your heart. Hold fast my words. Verse 4. And he moves down into verse 10 and he, he says, Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. And I have led you in the paths of righteousness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Guard her, for she is your life. Can you see the intent of what he's saying? He says, when you walk, when you step, when you run, when you stumble, when you're walking through life, remember these things that have been instructed to you. Remember the way of wisdom. So you'll be led in the paths of righteousness. That's the way of wisdom, leading in the paths of righteousness. And he uses another very interesting word in, in verse 13, guard that treasure. And this word guard is a wonderful word. It's about a watchman standing on a city wall looking for armies approaching. He's saying, guard the fortress. Be on watch. Be alert. Always looking. That's what he's trying to get across to this young man. Guard your heart. Guard the paths of uprightness. Then we move a little bit further on. He gives a further instruction in verse 20. And these are the verses I really want to spend some time on. And we'll just briefly look at these because I think these are so instructive. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Beautiful instruction. 
And we see in the midst of these proverbs here the real intent of listening to these words of wisdom, listening to the the issues that have been put forth on this page because they are life to those who find them. This is a life and death situation according to Solomon. He's saying, take hold of these things. These are important. These sayings are important. And then he gives further instruction and these are, this is where we're going to spend most of our time this morning. So I think this is an important lesson for us today. Especially as our hearts are under siege by so many different sorts of messages. Verse 23, highlight it in your Bible, commit it to memory. It says this, keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flows the springs of life. Other versions, other versions um, say this. The NET, the New English Translation, guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it are the sources of life. The NIV says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You see, if we want to leave a lasting legacy, it starts with the heart. It starts with wanting to allow the Spirit of God to transform our hearts so that we encompass the truth of his word and we keep our hearts in check by the power of his Spirit because this verse clearly says when we do this, when we guard it, when we protect it, it forms the source of your life. It's another way of saying it forms your actions. It informs what you do, how you do it, why you do it. You see, when we see the word heart in, in, uh, in Old Testament litera- literature particularly, heart is not just referring to the beating organ which pumps blood around the body. Heart here is far more holistic than that. It refers to our inner being. Our heart refers to our seed of consciousness. Our core of decision making. Heart also refers to the centre of our mind and our emotions and our will. It's a far more complex term than just the thing that feels sick when you see the woman of your life, you know. That's the emotional side. The heart refers to all these things. It's your inner being, you see the consciousness, the core of decision-making, the centre of your mind, the centre of your emotions, the centre of your will. And the instruction is here, guard that. Guard that. Put our protection around that. I'd like to probably paraphrase this verse in this way. More than all else, to be closely watched and protected like a city or a a bank vault. Protect your inner self, your mind, your emotions, your character, 
your discernment. Like a sentry at a gate watches over a city from his watchtower. You're sort of starting to get the feeling of the importance of protecting your heart. When you protect your heart, it's driven by the power of the Spirit and you guard it with vigilance, then out flowing from that will be a legacy of worth. Verse 24 through to 27 gives us how this happens. How do you guard your heart? And there's three really simple instructions here. And this is what I want to leave with you. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So when you're guarding your heart, when you're being vigilant about your heart, you'll ignore the false directions. You'll focus on your destination and you'll stay on the path. In these verses, he he says... You're going to hear things. You're going to hear unwise speech. You're going to hear devious talk. Put that away from you. Put that aside. Don't even go down that track. You know, a prime example, your inheritance is in what you leave to your kids, materially. That is devious talk. Because according to a biblical worldview, your inheritance is what you pass on to your kids about Christ, his love for you, the promises he keeps, the internal inheritance you have when you are in Christ. So this is the one way of guarding your heart. Be really discerning about what you hear and what you pursue. Line it up to God's word. How often do we do that with our decision making, folks? How often do we say, is this a wise decision according to what I understand God's word tells me? Yeah, God gives us wisdom, gives us intuition, gives us all those emotions. At the end of the day, how do we focus our decision making? How do we guard our heart? How do we focus on putting away the stuff that's not quite right. It might sound great, but it's not right because it doesn't line up with the truth of what God tells us. So that's one way you can do it. You ignore those false directions, the crooked speech. The second one, I think this is really pertinent, always has been. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. There's one major plight in our Western culture at the moment. It's this whole area of sensuality amongst men. The access to pornography through our smartphone, through the internet, you name it. It's there. It's instant. Men, don't go there. 
because it will destroy your life. The Bible tells us it will destroy your life. I implore you, if you are dabbling in that whole area, repent of it. Come and get help. Because it's addictive. It's incredibly addictive. Come and seek help. Set on a path that's going to guard your heart against that falsehood. So we want men to be strong in their love for their wives. We want men to honour their wives in all they do. We want men to honour God above all else and to continually put into their minds things of purity and righteousness. Keep your eyes looking to Jesus. And thirdly, stay on the path. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Stay inside the white lines, folks. That's what this proverb is saying. Consider your path. There is going to be evil outside your path. Consider your path. Keep your gaze forward. Stay on your path because that's part of protecting your heart. Because out of your heart, what? springs the wellspring of life, springs the source of life, springs your motivation to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbour as yourself. Your heart determines that through the power of the Spirit. And that's what Solomon is alluding to. I really like this a friend of mine and I, I think it's just a wonderful quote when it comes to this particular passage and I just want to read it for you before the um, music team come up with our final song because this is the thing that helps you leave a lasting legacy if you follow these types of things more than all else to be closely watched and protected like a city or a bank vault protect your inner self your mind your emotions, your character, your discernment, like a sentry at the gate watches over a sick from his watchtower. Because this is a source of all the decisions, responses and deeds that represent your life. Protecting your heart is important. You protect your heart by having good inputs. You know the old catch cry when we people started playing around with computers? Some of you guys won't even remember this, but when they started building computers, the whole catch cry was rubbish in, garbage in, garbage out. If you, if you um, had a poor program, it would spit out a whole lot of garbage. It's the same with our heart, folks. If we feed our hearts with stuff that's not right, then what's going to come out is, some, is of unworthy nature. So my challenge, my charge, if you don't know Jesus, don't know Christ, firstly, get that sorted. Because to be a father who wants to leave a legacy, 
a person who wants to leave a legacy, you need to understand the destination. You need to understand it's not just this place. We have an eternal inheritance to be concerned about. And the only way we have an eternal inheritance of merit is by putting our faith and trust in the one who has died on our behalf. And secondly, for those of us who do know Christ, are we living like this and guarding our hearts? Because it is the wellspring of life. As you guard your heart, as you ponder the words of Scripture, as you apply them, as you become obedient to these words, then you will leave a lasting legacy. A legacy that makes much of Jesus and diminishes the world's views. Thanks, music team. I'll just pray while you guys are coming up.